that Rockefeller music. Soulful. Welcome and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pure Report Podcast, energized by Celsius. We are in prime time, ladies and gentlemen, because the Bucks 2022 schedule is getting released at 8 o'clock tonight. There's already been some games that have been announced, and we will get into all of that this evening. But first, I'm your host, Matt Matera, and joined with me is Josh Capo, one of our newest editions at PeterReport.com that has been absolutely crushing it in multiple areas on the salary cap, on his uh, his video breakdowns of the newest rookie classes. He just had one on Indomitian Sue that came out recently. So make sure you check out all of his work at PeterReport.com. Josh, how are you doing on this Thursday evening, my friend? I'm doing great, Matt. Special day, special podcast, right? Schedule getting released. You know what Bucks fans are very excited to take a look and see what part of the schedule is going to look daunting. It looks like it may be the front half there from what we know already. And then what parts maybe maybe we can take a little bit of a breather and hopefully bank some wins. Yeah, that's right. And I think last year, too, we kind of saw... You see it every year, but especially since Tom Brady has been here with the Bucs since 2020 and the 2021 season last year, too. Um, it seems like the Bucs, it's been more of in the middle of the season and towards the end of the season when you really start to see those swings of like, all right, we got an easy schedule down the road. I think that was the towards the end of last year. You know, they played Carolina twice. They played the Jets. Obviously, the Jets gave the Bucs a little bit of trouble and they almost yeah. lost that game. But hypothetically speaking, you're supposed to think like, okay, these are winnable games. Exactly. Uh, we're seeing early on, we'll get to it in a minute, but we're seeing early on that um, if some of these announcements are credible, some others are reports from credible sources, so we believe that's the case. But coming out of the gate, it looks like it's not going to be easy for the no. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> not at all. And I don't know if you want to go ahead and give the fans kind of what what we know at this point or what we speculate, or I wouldn't say speculate, but what we we believe to be true. But those first four games, they are, it's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet to start it off. Yeah, so we just had uh, an article that came out on pewterreport.com um, where it was the announcement. NFL.com announced all of the week one games of the season. And then the Bucks announced their first uh, home game of the season, which will actually be in week three. So in week one, the Bucks start out on the road, Sunday night football, against the Dallas Cowboys. So this is a rematch of the season opener a year before when the Bucs were obviously defending Super Bowl champions. They were the home team, but they played the Cowboys. So it's a little bit of a rematch there. Yep. Uh, week three, the home opener is against the uh, the Green Bay Packers. So rematch from 2020. They obviously played each other twice. Bucks won both of those games. Yep. Um, we also have weeks two and four, though. Uh, Nick Underhill, who covers the Saints, a very credible source, um, is great when it comes to leaking games for the saints um he has the uh saints hosting the bucks in week two so the bucks yep. would start out on the road at dallas and at new orleans and then also there's announcement earlier today that the bucks will be on prime time again sunday night football in week four hosting the kansas city chiefs at raymond james stadium so we're talking week one at dallas week two at new orleans week three home opener versus the packers at a 425 presumably would be america's game of the week and then week four, uh, home against the Chiefs Sunday night football. So, Josh, that is almost a murderer's row of home. Um, <laughs> to start playoffs. a season. 
yeah, three playoff teams from last year, plus, you know, the Bucks probably biggest thorn in their side from a divisional standpoint uh, with, with the Saints in week two. So, yeah, if they come out of that three and one, four and oh, you're, you're, you're thinking you're on easy street, you know, for the rest of the season. Um, I think I saw a tweet. I believe it was Evan Winter from A, a to Z Sports. He had taken Shout out, Evan. Yeah, absolutely. He had said that, you know, based on projected wins, um, the those first four opponents, the winning percentage is like almost 560. And then from there on out, you look at the rest of the opponents. We know the opponents. We just don't know where they'll slot in in terms of the schedule. The, mm-hmm. the winning percentage projected for those opponents is something like 440 or something like that. So if you can get out of those first four <laughs> games, if you're the Bucks, you know, with a 500 or better record, you're, you're feeling pretty good about the rest of the season. So I know most fans aren't going to love a two and two record coming out of the first four weeks, but I think that, you know, you look at those four opponents, two and two, that's not terrible, you know, especially when you line it up with the rest. The other interesting thing I think this shows is uh, with those first four weeks is potentially you're looking at a back half, you know, of the season where you're again, getting Atlanta twice, again, getting Carolina Mm -hmm. twice. And at least based on what we know now, Atlanta had a really good draft. You know, Carolina's hoping to turn things around, but you feel pretty good about having four games against those later in the season. And those are hopefully bankable wins. Yeah. The Bucks are lucky too, that the NFC South is in a, in a down year, presumably with some of the opponents uh, that they're playing this year on the calendar. We'll get to that in a a moment. I just want to give a shout out to Leo. Thank you so much, Leo, for this $5 super chat. He says rough first four games with people thinking two and two Cowboys are worse than last year, as are the saints Packers chiefs. Uh, Kamara also might not play week two. Yeah, that's a good point because uh, if you guys remember, Alvin Kamara got arrested, I believe, after the Pro Bowl. It was a very odd story because obviously everyone's there for the Pro Bowl to have a good time. You're not really playing that hard. And then, you know, issues came about, I guess. So um, Alvin Kamara could definitely be seeing a suspension early in the season. I'm not going to speculate how many games or stuff like that, but normally. I think a minimum would be two games. Usually it's in that three or four game area. And uh, I imagine he'll try to appeal or something like that. But the Bucs could avoid Alvin Kamara in week two. Now, granted, for the most part, I think the Bucs have handled Kamara um, pretty well. But nonetheless, with Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback, that's, you know, that's another weapon that they're taking away from him. And obviously the Saints got a little bit better through the draft with uh, picking Chris Olave, but they still don't have all the the number one lessons, uh, number one weapons there. We'll see what's up with Michael Thomas and Dallas too. You know, they obviously, I think their defense will be just as good as it was last year. And I remember going into the home opener last season thinking, all right, well the Cowboys off Cowboys defense stinks. So then, you know, the Bucs are just going to score 50 points and they'll win in a shootout. Lo and behold, they drafted this guy, Micah Parsons. He ended up being pretty damn good for Dallas this year. But now it's almost on the offensive side of the ball where last year we were like, okay, the Cowboys are going to be stacked and locked and loaded at this position. Now maybe not so much. So I understand all the issues that um, the Bucs have had with New Orleans. And week two will obviously be a big test, especially going there. But I could see them, if they get that first win of the season, I think that really sets the tone for the Bucs moving forward. If they can start out 1-0, it takes a lot of pressure off that Week 2 game against the Saints, which obviously has been a house of horrors for the Bucs. Yeah, I, you know, looking at those first four matchups, I think um, when when you look at Dallas, I think that's a, that's a huge opportunity for the Bucs because Week 1, most likely Michael Gallup's not going to be back from his injury. 
Uh, yeah. I think it was what an ACL tear, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, and they got rid of Amari Cooper. So you're really yeah. looking at a wide receiving core that's headlined by CD Lamb. Dalton Schultz is the the tight end. Um, they do have you know formidable backfield, and of course Dak is always dangerous. And if you go back to the Week One matchup last year, it got to be a bit of a shootout. Um, mm-hmm. You hope that the Bucks defense can kind of shut down the Dallas offense at that point. And I think most Bucks fans and, and most people looking at the Bucks offense feel like the Bucks offense is still going to be pretty good. So I think that that one's uh, out of the four, probably for me personally. Looking at the Bucks, I would say probably the one I feel best about. New Orleans, you're, you're absolutely right in terms of their offense, but it's really been their defense that has given the Bucks fits. Uh, and um, their defensive coordinator just got promoted to head coach, and I don't know for the life of me, I, I, um, having trouble with his name. Uh, he's still there. Dennis I mean, Allen. Dennis Allen, right? And and they somehow were able to reload that defense despite losing some some critical pieces. So that's you always worry a little bit about that. Um, then you look at the Packers game. Packers defense is going to be fantastic. You know, they really upgraded their defense. Some would say at the expense of their offense. And you wonder what that <laughs> offense is going to look like without Devontae Adams. I think um, getting the Packers early is probably good for the Bucks, knowing that they had to play him at some point. You would think Christian Watson's probably not going to be up to speed. And you worry, um, if you're a Green Bay fan, I would assume you're worrying about that passing attack. Uh, and then the Chiefs will be interesting. You know, they did a great job of um, upgrading their defense this year. I think that a lot of people are underestimating what their offense can be just because they lost Tyreek Hill. But you look at the rest of what they did with the money that they could have paid to Hill, and they certainly created more weapons um, across that offense. You know, you have Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster added on to um, uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, Patrick Mahomes got some some options there. So um, that one's really exciting for me, probably one of the most exciting matchups of the season as I look at the schedule. Uh in terms of, of, I think there could be fireworks in that game. Plus, it's a repeat of the Super Bowl from two years ago. So you know Bucks fans and Chiefs fans are both circling that one on their on their uh, schedules. Want to give a shout-out as well to Mr. Bucks Nation. Thank you for the $1.99 Super Chat. He says, got to support my guys. Let's go PR. Let's Thank go. you so much. And make sure you subscribe to Mr. Bucks Nation YouTube channel as well. And subscribe to the Pewter Report YouTube channel. And everyone, please hit those hit those thumbs up, hit the like buttons, help us, uh, help us up our followers and, and increase that algorithm and helps us out Just spreads the word, uh, and all the information that Peter report brings to you. But yeah, Josh, I think you, you bring up a great point too, that it's good. You almost would rather face better teams in the beginning of the season because everyone's in the same situation where you're still trying to work some kinks out. You're, you're not going to be as good as you are in September as right. you are in December and January when you're making that playoff push or getting into the playoffs. And I think especially Aaron Rodgers is a guy that heats up as, you know, the season gets going. Like, I don't know if you remember, I believe was it, it was Packers saints week one week last one. year. It was, it was in Jacksonville, I believe because there was um hurricane. I believe, in New Orleans. Yeah. Hurricane issues in New Orleans. And they smacked the crap out of the Packers, you know, <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers had his worst game, maybe of his career. And the saints and Jameis Winston looked like, you know, that they were going to go. Beater. Yeah, that they were going to go 16-1, and clearly that was not the case. In New Orleans, it is what it is. James got hurt, and they never got a, a quarterback since. But I, especially with Green Bay, as you mentioned, they lost Devontae Adams. He's their number one weapon. 
Rodgers can make any offense go well. But when you don't have to worry about Adams, and listen, we all love Christian Watson. Shout out Kay Huddy. She'll be on the show <laughs> a, a little bit later today. Watson is a good player. He could be a very exciting player. I'm not going to be overly concerned about him yet in week three when there hasn't even been Bucks rookie, rookie minicamp in general. Bucks rookie minicamp starts tomorrow. I can't get worked up over Christian Watson as the number one target for uh, for Aaron Rodgers. And also, too, the Chiefs, I still think, are going to be studs no matter what. Like that offense, it, as long as you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I think you're going to be fine. Um, yep. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, just that offense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, the offensive line, we'll, we'll see what's up with that. But I'm actually really excited for Juju Smith-Schuster as well, too. Obviously, he's coming off a serious injury, but he was able to come back for the playoff game. With all due respect to Big Ben, you're you're now going with Patrick Mahomes, who is w- going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. But again, to your point, it's playing a team early. They might not have that chemistry yet where the Bucs – you have everyone in place. Yeah, Tom Brady's going to have to work with Russell Gage a little bit, but he's still going to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yep. The defense, you're going to have everyone along the defensive line. Okay, you got Logan Hill at defensive tackle, but you're still going to have Shaq Barrett on the edge. You're still going to have Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean out there, Antoine Winfield Jr. Like, this is a team that, while still young, they have years of playing together. So I, I never worry as much about teams that have that camaraderie yeah, you're going to mix in pieces here and there, as I mentioned, with Gage and Hall. But overall, like that Bucks defense, I think will be well-equipped for a Chiefs, de- a Chiefs offense that has to figure out what they're doing with Juju Smith-Schuster and a Packers offense that, without question, is worse with Dev- without Devontae Adams there. And you're banking on a, a rookie that got drafted in the second round to you know be the next guy to really stand up. So it does look daunting, those first four games, but... I think two and two is is very, very possible. But I, I also think three and one, the more I talk about it, I was a little concerned when I first saw it, but the more yep. I talk about it, the better I feel because at the end of the day, you got Tom Brady, so you got to be yeah. pretty good. I think the biggest thing is, is there a path to success and how many paths to success are there? And you look at each of these matchups and there's multiple paths to success with each of these opponents. With that said, to have them back to back to back to back, that is going to be a, a daunting task. So uh, three and one is absolutely possible. I don't think four and O oh is out of the question. Do yeah. I think it's likely? Probably not likely. Um, but you would say two and two at minimum, and then you're looking at a bit of a softer schedule coming out of it, and you can say we, we really hit this tough stretch early, got it out of the way. I think you're feeling pretty good if you're the Bucks if you come out 500 or better. Yeah, if you're 500 or better, you're going to be feeling good. You're going to be feeling pretty damn energized, too, which this is a good reminder for everyone watching this show that the Peter Report podcast is brought to you by Celsius Energy. As you see the cans right here, I'm currently rocking a tropical peach vibe, or actually just a peach vibe. It kind of matches the shirt that I'm wearing, which I'll show you guys again once we uh, once we get back to the regular video here. But as you see on the screen, Celsius has so many different flavors, whether it's the sparkling kiwi guava, the tropical vibe, the original orange. They got cola. They got the Arctic vibe too. I haven't had the Arctic vibe, but I'm very excited to try that out. The beauty of Celsius Energy is not just that it tastes like they market it. All right. The orange tastes like orange. The peach tastes like peach. It's none of this. Okay. You're getting marketed to this and it tastes like something completely different. It is spot on. I would put Celsius Energy drinks up there 
in terms of flavor and taste up there above any other energy drink. It's just that good. But you also get the benefits as well, too. You get the energy that you need if you're going to go work out or you got a, a long day of work ahead of you. Maybe you got to crush a three-hour drive like Josh Q did today <laughs> and I did recently as well, too. Celsius energy gets you through that. And you don't have the downside of it, right? You don't have the, the, the jitters that come with it later on. You don't have the crash. So you're getting great taste and also the energy that you need to go throughout your day. Uh, we got some other drinks here as well, too. The Arctic Vibe, as I just mentioned, the Tropical Vibe, the Peach Vibe, which I'm rocking right now. Uh, make sure you go to Amazon because uh, you can go get a bundle package, pick up Celsius there. They'll send it right to your door. And make sure, too, if you haven't tried it yet, the Celsius Fast Bars, the Fast Brands, as you see here, absolutely delicious. Tastes just as good as the liquid drink does, and it doesn't crumble in your hand, you know? A lot of other granola bars, power bars, whatever you call it, as soon as you open up the wrapper, it's breaking all over the place. It's like it's impossible to eat. That's not the case with these uh, fast brands. They got white chocolate. I believe they got a peanut butter flavor, too. But the white chocolate, I think, is great. Cookies and cream as well, too. So uh, make sure you go on Amazon or your local bodega, gas station, uh, local stores close to you. They got it everywhere. So shout out to Celsius for sponsoring the Peter Report podcast. And yeah, so there you go, are, Peach Vibe. We, we are, are twinning. Celsius buddies today. Yeah. Let's this go. Actually, Cheers, my man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is actually number two for me today because as Matt said, I actually had to drive up to Asheville. So it was three hours there. Yeah. Three hours back. And uh, so definitely needed the second one to make sure I hit the podcast. What was really cool is my wife and I, we found recently they've got uh, Celsius pouches where you can just make like an entire yeah. batch of them. So We've got that in the fridge as well, in addition to some of the cans that we pick up so I can get them on the go. Speaking of additions, we're about to bring on another Pewter reporter to join us right now. It is J.C. Allen getting ready to join the show here. Hey. There he is. J.C., how you doing, my man? Good. I'm vibing, too, but I got that new Arctic vibe, man. I've been Let's trying go. to find that one. This one? Oh, guys, you don't know what you're missing if you haven't had it. 7-Eleven's been my go-to. They've been there. That's where they first I first found them in Strawberry Lemonade, and, yeah, they're top-notch. Sweet. All right, J.C., uh, I want to get your thoughts about the opening schedule or the first four games of the season uh, to begin with for the Bucs. But first... I uh, just want to give everyone listening just a rundown of uh, the opponents that the Bucks have this season. Obviously, they play their uh, division rivals in the NFC South, the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers. Uh, they play them twice a season, so they'll have a home and a road game. The home schedule for the Bucks this year, you heard us mention the Packers and the Chiefs. They also played the Ravens, the Bengals, the Rams, and then it's technically a home game. They play the Seahawks, but that game is the international game. Um, in Germany this year. Very cool. First ever game in Germany in the NFL. That game is week 10, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, the road schedule for the Bucks is the Cardinals, Cowboys, as we just mentioned, the Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. So a bit of a tough schedule just in terms of opponents, but that's what you get when you win your division and you're one of the best teams in the league. You play better <laughs> opponents. So, JC, the floor is now yours. Uh, give us your thoughts on the first four games of the season and really anything else you want to talk about. Yeah, so, I mean, those are those are some daunting games. It looks like the Bengals game is going to be a week 15 game at 425 if everything, you know, comes through. is from a pretty credible source, so I would, I would mark that down. 
Uh, so not a primetime game against the Bengals, but it'll probably be America's game now uh, late in the season with a 425 start. As we mentioned, the Saints are going to open up week two, but they're also playing at Tampa Bay. It's it's appearing at week 12 on Monday Night Football. So you get that primetime Saints game. And then the one I tweeted about earlier that has yet to be like officially, officially confirmed, but has been like pseudo confirmed is you're getting a Christmas night game in Arizona. Tampa Bay will fly out there, play there. Maddie, that's all you. I've got kids. I can't make that trip. So <laughs> you're going to have a great time in Arizona with your girlfriend. So um, I, I have been working on the I'm like, what about Christmas in Arizona? My uncle lives out there. got a place. But anyways, the first four games, yeah. I mean, you got to – you know why they put the Dallas Cowboys and the Bucks on Sunday Night Football primetime game. I mentioned in the group chat. I tweeted it out. Last year it was a season opener, and I get it season opener much bigger, but 26 million people tune in to watch that game. You've got Tom Brady's final season. You've got the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. People are going to tune in for that game. So, I mean, I get it, right? You make it – get it out there. Get those numbers, get those ratings week one, add that giant boost so you can say we've had the largest week one opening in NFL history and, you know, just keep those keep those inflated numbers coming. But, you know, that's a, it's going to be a tough game. They're on the road. They're tr- flying to Dallas, Texas. And as you guys mentioned, you know, they've lost a few pieces on the offense. Zeke isn't Zeke anymore. Pollard's probably a better running back. They lost Amari you Cooper. Just take the, uh, probably out of there. What? You can just take the pro- probably out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take, take right out. Pollard's right now has been a better running back than Zeke. They lost Cooper. They got Dalton Schultz, who eh, you know hasn't done anything with it. The defense has made some solid additions to it as well. Micah Parsons, you know, uh, Pro Bowler. I think he was a second team All Pro as well. So you know, came out swinging as a rookie. So that's gonna be a tough matchup. And then they're back on the road again in the Superdome, which we know is their kryptonite. It's so loud. Seven regular season lost straight losses to the saints the bucks have to want now they got the one that counts so that's all that matters but the bucks have to want to end that streak and we know bucks fans want to end that streak and then you're back home you know you finally get your home opener and you're like all right we've had two tough games in the road let's get the let's get the panthers in here let's get atlanta and the schedule makers say nope we're not taking any in- injury chances, and we're getting Rodgers versus Brady early in the season. They've got plenty of other prime candidates that are less of a bigger bigger storyline, kind of like the Pats game last year. It was so early because you wanted Brady versus Belichick. You didn't want Gabbert. Well, Scott wanted Gabbert, but we didn't want Gabbert versus, <laughs> versus Belichick. So, you know, you look at that, that that section right there, you know, they, they want Mahomes. They want Rodgers in early just in case injuries happen. Those are marquee matchups. Those are marquee games. The uh, Packers get a 425 start again, probably America's game. So it'll be on nationally everywhere. And then you'll get uh, the Sunday night football game for the Chiefs. Make sure everyone can watch that. And those are the biggest matchups. I mean, yeah, the Rams are a big matchup, right? You want that payback. You want that revenge. But what else are the storylines there? Matt Stafford versus Tom Brady aren't like, oh, we got to have this matchup just in case something happens. It's not like that. And then the Bengals, great story. You know, Bucks probably should have played them in the Super Bowl if not for an all-out blitz. Um, you know, because they probably would have truncated the uh, the uh, 49ers the next week. And that that's an intriguing matchup. And then obviously you got the Saints again, and you've got the Ravens, and you've got some other teams. But you want to get those games out of the way. You want the ratings boost week one. The Saints game. It's always a good it's always a good matchup, you know. There's good storylines there too. And then you want to get those those marquee quarterback matchups out of the way. And that's exactly what the schedule makers did with the schedule. Yeah, I want to stick with the Saints for one more 
minute before we, you know, talk about the rest of the schedule and, and how things will look moving forward. But when you look at last year, for that first game, I'm like, all right, Drew Brees is gone. The Bucs are riding high off of the Super Bowl and the fact that they beat New Orleans in New Orleans. Yeah. I'm picking the Bucs to beat the Saints. And obviously they didn't. We all know what happened. Jameis got hurt. Trevor Simeon came in. Then later in the season, I was like, okay, there's, there's <laughs> yeah, there's no way the Bucs are losing a fourth straight time in the regular season to the Saints at home with Taysom Hill. And then they, they didn't just lose. They lost in the most unflattering way of all time by not even scoring a touchdown. So I, I ask you guys, Josh, I'll ask you first, Josh Q, since you're both Josh's. Am I crazy for thinking, and I'm not going to make my prediction yet because there's still a long way to go, but am I crazy for thinking like, okay, I'm considering picking New Orleans over the Bucks in week two? Is, is that an absurd statement to make? I, I think for anybody who's superstitious, they're asking you to. Why is that? Well, because you kept betting on the Bucks and they kept losing. <laughs> so, so anybody who's superstitious, they see this trend of you betting on the Bucks and the Bucks keep losing. They want you to bet on the Saints to try and get them off. Well, the I meant, I meant, I was just picking them to win. You know, when we write our Peter Report, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. game day predictions and stuff, yeah. I bet on everything. So yeah, I probably did bet on. <laughs> I probably did bet on that too, but nonetheless. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, sure. but going to your predictions, I think anybody who's superstitious would want you to predict a Bucks loss. What if you're just a little stitious, not like superstitious? Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> I guess you would want Matt to predict a tie at that point. <laughs> so, Yo, the um, odds on betting on a tie. All right, you guys ready? Astronomical. We're here. We've got it. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's do this. Lay it on. Right. Week one. We already know it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Let's start in the preseason. Preseason, Saturday really? game. We're going to go with Miami Dolphins at home, and then we're going to travel to Tennessee Titans and the Colts for our two other preseason games. So we get to see deep ball Tua. Yes, we do. Uh, Dallas Cowboys kick off the season on Sunday night football. New Orleans Saints week two. Green Bay Packers week three. Kansas City Chiefs. Here's where it gets interesting. Atlanta Falcons. That following week after the Chiefs and home week or away, JC five at at home. Okay. Then they travel to Pittsburgh and Carolina the next two games. Then they have a it looks like a Thursday night football. That's Amazon's new logo. Yeah, Thursday night football um, against the Baltimore Ravens. Home or away? That is going to be at home because it's a home yeah. game. And then that's followed by the Los Angeles Rams on a four twenty five start on CBS because Fox no longer has control. Of both of those, uh, of uh, both of those games, Seattle Seahawks international game is going to be the following week with a, a week eleven bye. Okay. Then they travel to the Cleveland Browns the following week. New Orleans Saints Monday Night Football. San Francisco 49ers after the Saints they'll travel there for a four twenty five start. Then they have the Bengals week fifteen at home four twenty five start. Arizona Cardinals on Christmas night. Oh, and then they wrap it up with Carolina Panthers at home at one o'clock and the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta with a to be determined start date. So in total, they have games to end up. They have six, at least six, one, one o'clock starts, which is something they didn't have last year. It was a lot of four twenty five starts. And then they have the five primetime games as well as the Seattle Seahawks game too, which is not considered a primetime matchup. So, Wow, just okay. My initial thoughts, just 
looking at the schedule and hearing you, uh, JC, talk about it. And we already talked about the first four games, so I don't really need to comment on that. But the Bucks really need to take advantage of weeks five through seven when they play Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Carolina. They have to go three and zero because that's right. the only that's the only string along the schedule where it's like okay, we can Bruce Arians. I know he's not the coach; he's a consultant now. But Bruce Arians always talks about stacking wins, and yep. I'm not saying it's going to be impossible to stack those wins. But those are like absolutely without question, no doubt about it. You have to win all three of those games because I mean, Ravens, Rams. I'm not gonna say it's a toss up, but those are. Those games could really go either way. Obviously, the Seattle game in Germany, they should beat the Seahawks. But, I mean, even after that, like the Browns, we don't know what's up with Deshaun Watson. They're going to be really tough if Watson plays. We all know what's going on with the Saints. 49ers and Bengals. Now, I kind of think the Bengals might have a little bit of that Super Bowl hangover that we see from teams, especially the teams that lost. But that late in the season, week 15, the Bengals can kind of get situated, get their stuff together. So there's really no... Uh, you know, there's really no point of the schedule except for weeks five through seven where the Bucks can get a break with an inferior opponent. They had that last year where they could just beat up on the Bears and the Dolphins. This year, not so much. Yeah, five through seven looks like a big stretch, and then and then to finish out the year, which is kind of where you want those those easier divisional opponents, where you have Atlanta and Carolina in uh, uh, games sixteen and seventeen. I think those are your two stretches. But other than that. Yeah, every week's going to be a bit of a nail-biter. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, you're going – besides those three weeks, you're going back and forth. And even you can make a case that from week eight on, all of those teams until you get to the Carolina Panthers are playoff-caliber teams. I mean, you're playing Ravens, who just missed last year. Well, yeah. besides the Seahawks, that doesn't count. You've got the Ravens, you got the Rams, and then you get that little mini bye. You get the Seahawks, hopefully. That's a that's an easy win and a bye week. And then you're back at Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. They just missed the playoffs last year. Probably could have with better quarterback play. We don't know what the Saints could be. They have a really stout defense. We know that. Chris Olave working in there, Alvin Kamara or not. They could still be a really dangerous team. Then you have the 49ers who call them what you want. They made the NFC Championship last game. Uh, then you have the Bengals, which made the Super Bowl. Then you have the Cardinals, which uh, Hopkins will be back by then. So you'll have him back in the lineup. And yep. then you finish it out, like you said, with the Panthers and, and the Falcons. Unfortunately, your final game is away. But unfortunately, it's just right up the road in Atlanta. But, I mean, yeah, that's one thing I don't see a lot of until later in the schedule, though, is you fly to San Francisco, you're back for Cincy. You fly to Arizona, you're back to Carolina. So you've got two pretty much cross-country trips towards the end of the schedule after your bye week, which, you know, players hate it, you know, can cause fatigue a little bit. You're already beat up and bruised from playing, you know, the the Saints the week prior. So, I mean, that could be an interesting uh, schedule. Um, issue as well. Those two uh, almost nearly cross-country trips. One of them is, one of them's just about. Yeah, the, the other thing I would ask, JC, if you can just back it up, who do who do the Bucks have right before Thursday night football? Because obviously... That's going to that, be at Carolina. At Carolina and then going into Thursday night football against... The Ravens. The Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah, so that's going to be a, a bit of a tough... I mean, it's, it's nice to, I guess, theoretically, it's nice to have Carolina setting that up. But Thursday night against uh, the Ravens, that's going to be a tough matchup. 
And we don't know too what the Raven, what the Panthers are going to do at quarterback. Obviously, they took who was it, Matt Corral, and they have Sam Darnold there, but they yep. could still yeah. be in play for a uh, for a Baker Mayfield, a Nick Foles, or Jimmy Garoppolo. They have the cap space for any one of those quarterbacks. So that immediately, I think, makes them a better team too. I think they have a pretty solid defense for what it is. They obviously have playmakers at the wide receiver position and the running back position and i think they put some resources into that offensive line as well so i mean you know that that could the the panthers might not be the pushovers we think they are and same thing with the falcons they're always divisional games you usually drop one of those games you know to like a lesser opponent but who knows we'll see yep. one nothing. and then just speaking of kind of wondering about what the quarterback looks like i think that san francisco matchup will be really interesting too because all signs point towards Trey Lance being their starter. It's going to be his first year starting, and you don't really know what you have in Trey Lance. He didn't play much in college in terms of total games played. Um, and there have been lots of reports that maybe San Francisco isn't thrilled with his development and whether he's going to be ready. They still have Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. So I think that that's an intriguing one. By the time we get to the matchup, obviously, they'll kind of settled in there. But I think that that really plays a wild card kind of um, – uh, positioning for that matchup against them. Josh, I want to get your thoughts on what the Bucks, uh 2022 record will be, because then uh, we're going to have you off. I'm going to bring on Kay Huddy. But first, I'm if... Gonna... Oh, you're going to peace out? All right, Josh, then we will stay out. on. Okay, we will stay on. <laughs> Josh, you will stay on. Stay I will see. stay on. Are you heading out right now, or you want to give yeah, me a I prediction? Got, yeah. um, give me prediction I'll, I'll pop back on. I just got to finish writing this up real quick. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, JC, if you want to pop off, Bucks fans, that first game of the season, as I change the banner here, one moment. That first game of the season, Bucks fans, I think the perfect place to go to, remember, it's Sunday night football, so you're going to be able to watch football all day, lead it up into the Sunday night game where the Bucks are going to smack the Cowboys in their home stadium. I think the perfect place to go and watch the Bucks beat up on the Dallas Cowboys would be Beef O'Brady's. Yes. Wings and beer. Beer and wings. Nobody combines them like Beef O'Brady's. Start with their award-winning wings, traditional or boneless, in whatever sauce or dry rub you crave. Next, pick the cold brew that's perfect for you. Beef's has all your faves on tap. It doesn't get any better than that, unless you count all the flat-screen TVs playing game after game. Beef O'Brady's, where game time meets beer and wing time all the time. Drink responsibly. Bucks fans, if you don't know by now, Beef O'Brady's, not only do they have great wings, great burgers, great nachos, but they have an even better beer selection. And the best part of it all is they got TVs all over the place. As I said, that first game of the season, the Bucks are on Sunday night football. You can go there, watch all the games you gambled on, watch all the games where you have fantasy football players going. And even better than that, there are over 45 locations in the Tampa Bay area. So there is going to be a place near you. It's perfect right to go, whether it's football season or right now, where you got playoff hockey, where the Bolts are playing right now. You got playoff basketball, got some good series going on. Um, it's really great any time of the year. You just have the Kentucky Derby. You have the Preakness coming up and then the Belmont Stakes later on. All the different sports events. Make sure you go to Beef O'Brady's. Go to beefobrady's.com to check out their menu 
as I mentioned, the wings, the burgers, the nachos, everything else in between. They got some other great tasty items on there as well. Beef O'Brady's, good food, the good sports, and they are another awesome sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. I really want some food right now, too. <laughs> I should have ate before the show. You and um, me both, brother. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, yeah, I mean, you had the long drive, so uh, I feel even I feel even worse for you. And, uh, you know, as we're talking about the Bucks schedule and, uh, you know, wh- what's to come with that, we are going to bring on the ever-popular Goat of Graphics. It is Kay Huddy, Casey Woo! Hudson in the building. Casey, how are you doing? What's up, friends? Hi. I always feel like I say that because it goes so long without me. I talk to you guys every day a little yeah. bit, but <laughs> whenever it's the podcast, I'm like, it's been forever. What's up, friends? So I'm good. We Well, I'm okay. We're in the middle of game six. Um, the stress is high. My nerves are quite shot. But other than that, life's good. What's you the score? For us? Yeah, I haven't checked. <laughs> We're still zero zero with less than three minutes in the first period. So I'm okay, okay, cool. So yeah, so we got you at a good time because it's going to be intermission <laughs> soon for the Lightning game, and I know there's a lot going. What's up? Is it yeah, yeah, you can see the game in the background. The game <laughs> exactly, it's perfect. So yeah, you got a lot going on. The Lightning game, they're trying to win at home, force a game seven. The Bucks obviously got their uh, schedule revealed now too. Heck yeah, uh, Casey, just your initial thoughts on either. You can go in any direction. You could talk about the first four games, which we talked about earlier. You can give your overview of the entire schedule, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Just tell us what you think. So many thoughts, actually. So, first of all, I kind of dig the fact that preseason-wise, okay, Miami, whatever. But then you get into this Tennessee Titans and the Colts situation, and I like that because I think the Colts are going to be sneaky good this year. Um I think they'll present enough of a challenge to where the Bucks will kind of find their stride on where they need to grow and improve the fastest. And I also think that the Titans would be the kind of team to show them as well, like, hey, we kind of need to pick it up and clean this up before season starts. So I think those are two pretty solid teams to have a preseason with. Um, Tennessee kind of tends to be a sneaker sometimes. Uh, and then you have Dallas, which – I was really humored by the fact that on Twitter you were already seeing people being like Bucks are going to go zero and two in the beginning of the season, guys. It's it's Dallas. Um, they're still trying to figure out their life over in Texas. They have no clue what's going on. Um, they still don't know if they're going to be decent. <laughs> they still don't even know who's going to be still working for the team come August or September. So I don't I don't think Dallas is going to present much of an issue to this team. Saints, me personally. If I put on the K Huddy coaching mat, I want to take on the Saints early. I want to get a vibe for what that's going to be like. Because I actually think they did pretty good with their draft picks and the building of their team. We know that they had a lot of holes that they needed to fill. They have some guys that are aging that are not as strong as they were a couple seasons ago. So I would want to get that feel out of the way, kind of like they did in 2020, where they won a Super Bowl. Like they had the Saints early on. They got that feel right away, even though they didn't do well. They did well when it counted, and I think that helps them when they have those tough opponents early in the schedule. So, so far, I am I am okay with the fact that they have a pretty hefty load in the beginning of the year because I also think that they have a tendency to kind of play up and play down to their opponents. It's my theory. People are going to hate it, but I'm No, that's a, that's a great point because it, it did seem like at times the Bucks, you know, 
they kept some teams around when they really shouldn't have. And this is the best example because the Bills are a good team. But remember, they were dominating the Bills. And then all of a sudden, they they let Buffalo back into the game. I I think that was more of the issue of letting their foot off of the pedal a little bit versus actually keeping bad teams around. Like, I think of even the Dolphins game, too. It ended up being a blowout. But that first quarter, like, the Bucks scored, and then Miami drove down the field and scored. And then the Bucks scored yep. again, and then the Dolphins did the same exact thing. So they really – eventually they got the knockout punch that they wanted, but it wasn't necessarily the way that they wanted to go about it. All right, Kay Huddy, the thing we got to ask you, though, is that game against the Packers when your favorite player, wow, Christian Watson, man. comes to Tampa. I mean, it's not only a homecoming for him – it's a debut in Tampa, and it's the 2022 debut for the Bucs. It's their first home game of the season. Now, I feel kind of like what you were talking about where Dallas isn't as good as everyone thinks that they're going to be, and they kind of choke on the big stage as well, too, oh, going yeah. back to the playoff game. The Packers, I'm kind of putting them in that same boat where they – not that they're always chokers on the big stage, but they always lose at home in the postseason. And I understand this is a regular season game, but – um. You know, with Christian Watson coming there, and I know it's Brady against Rodgers, but it's not the same Rodgers that it was a year ago with Devontae Adams there. It's it's a less stellar Packers offense, and that's kind of what they prided themselves on for, I don't know, the past, like, five years, I would say. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And, of course, Matt, I thought we were friends. I thought we were, like, besties. We are birthday twins. We have all these great things going for us as a yeah. – as a squad, and then you hit me with the Christian Watson reminder. And sorry, I'm just so, doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I look at that immediately, and I was just like, "Dang, this is not what I really want to deal with right now." But I'm happy that it's going to be on Bucks home turf, um, regardless of all of the factors and adversity that played into last season. The Bucks performed quite well at home, besides you know Saints and the voodoo that they happen to bring with them wherever they go. So. Unfortunately, we will be humbling Christian Watson and the career that I um, predict that he will have in the NFL. He will not start that exciting career in Tampa Bay. I think that Tampa will do well to neutralize the Packers because I don't understand their. I did. I still don't understand what their method was when it came to the draft. And Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, chased off anybody who would want to stay and, and contribute well to that squad. Now, don't get me wrong. People have heard me say this, and it seems like I have this hate towards Aaron Rodgers. I don't. I appreciate the fact that he's an extremely blunt human being, but. Um, yeah, he just has a tendency to put a sour taste in people's mouths, and he's done very well at doing that. And I'm still highly concerned that he is going to be the end-all to be-all to Christian Watson. Maybe after his rookie contract's up, he'll head to Tampa Bay and make all things right. But um, I think that the Bucks will be able to handle the Packers. I think that they will do well with that because at the end of the day, they – still are going to go into this season with a lot of their roster, a lot of the talent that they started out with for one, for two, you know, after mulling over those draft picks a little bit more, um, I I feel like there's going to be guys that are going to contribute and be extremely helpful to this team, but they also still had probably the most significant contributors already on the squad. Um, There's only a few free agent signings that we are waiting on. So I would be pretty hyped to see that Packers game, but I think the Bucs will be able to handle them. There's always that extra mm, between Tom Brady and and Aaron Rodgers, because you're talking about two extremely 
amazing quarterbacks, but in their own way, because can you really compare Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and say that they have any similar style to their game other than the fact that they both just do really impressive things? Yeah, Casey, I think what, uh, two things. I think from a marketing standpoint, if they don't market it as the match, then they've lost an opportunity. Um, but <laughs> like That's so true, that. actually. Thank you, the, the other thing that I think, it's all about framing. You always wanted to see Christian Watson playing in Tampa Bay during a Bucks win, and you're going to get that. So there you go. Thank you for the positive vibes. That's a good way to look at it and not be so sad go. that he's not here in a Bucks uniform. Exactly. So my coping mechanism, though, if you guys didn't catch it, my coping mechanism is that when his rookie contract is up, he's a free agent from his home. <laughs> That's how you I like it. Smile. I like it a lot. <laughs> Matthew, right, as we stash. I'm sorry. I said Matthew Stash. Do you agree? Oh yeah, I mean, it's all about the it's all about the marquee matchups. That's why ever since Tom Brady got here, the Bucks always have four to five, you know, primetime games a year. I'm just, I don't know. I I was changing my, my train of thought a little bit. I'm still very optimistic about how the Bucks can do this year. But I also do feel like, and maybe it's just, again, like the teams that I normally root for, I just expect the worst. And I don't expect the worst with the Bucks, especially with Tom Brady. But when I look at the schedule, there's so many games where I'm just like, ooh, I don't know about this one. Like, if this, if, team like if the ravens play up to their potential they'll really give the bucks an issue and it's a thursday night game and and uh anything can happen on a thursday night game we're like oh well if the 49ers <laughs> figure it out with trey lance then they're really going to be an issue because they got a their one problem was that they didn't really have a dynamic quarterback that could win you the big game in the postseason i know they went to a super bowl with jimmy g but we all remember jimmy g <laughs> couldn't make that throw at the end of the game when the chiefs came back and then you look at you know, last year's playoffs, too, and Jimmy G was an abomination and, you know, almost threw away a game against the, the, the Cowboys and that one before the Cowboys went and, and did Cowboys things. So I'm just curious, as the schedule goes on, we talked a lot about weeks one through four, but as I mentioned before, five through seven are extremely winnable games and, and games that the Bucks should win. But after that, is there are there any games that really – you know, stick out to you as could be an issue for the box or a game that maybe concerns you more than they, than you kind of wish that it didn't concern you. Just what, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you all know that I, I've got big wishes when, when the season actually hits. Um, okay. So what Packers is week four, correct? Or three? Week three. three. Week three. Yes. Week three. The font is so small. Um, then you got Chiefs, Falcons, Steelers. Carolina. So as you said about five through seven, eh, nothing. But then once you get to the week nine, the Rams, you know, that's, that's an issue, especially because they, they wore the wall that went up and said, Hey, you're not continuing in playoffs. Number one, and you're not going to Super Bowl this year. Number two, I think that's also going to be a big, we need to win this. We need to prove that we can beat the Rams who always have a tendency to kind of stick it to us one way or another. And I think with a quarterback like Tom Brady, he's got to really want to beat that team at this point. Like that's got to be a team that's under your skin. Underrated um, thing about that game. If, if I'm, if I wrote everything down correctly, Todd Bowles and Tom Brady will have extra time to game plan for Sean McVay. Cause if I'm correct, that's coming off the Thursday night game against Baltimore, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. So yes, it is. an extra half a week to make sure they've got, <laughs> 
to make sure they don't over blitz. That that's a good that's that's helpful. I, yeah. I have faith in that. Yeah, the, the funny thing. Yeah, the, the funny thing is that this is one of the few games where the Bucks won't be the favorite. I believe. Well, they might be the favorite because they're the home team, but it's certainly one of the games where, you know, if people bet for the Rams or if they if they pick the Rams to win that game, it wouldn't be shocking. So you could almost say that the Bucks would be an underdog in this game. And uh, speaking of underdogs, got to give a shout out to Underdog Fantasy, another sponsor of the Pew Report podcast. As you see on the screen here, they have the $10 million best ball mania, $10 million in prizes. Folks, Underdog Fantasy joined Pew Report last year for uh, the Pew Report podcast, and it is such an awesome place to go. They have different events going on almost all the time at Underdog Fantasy. Um, best ball mania, they got a lot of pickums. When the season gets going, we have a, we had a couple Peter Report leagues last year that you could get into, um, and we'll be doing that again uh, for this season. So, Underdog Fantasy, as you see here with the Best Ball Mania, you go and you could just pick your team and you set it and forget it. Um, if you use the promo code Pewter, uh, you will get a discount starting the season and you'll get money right into your bank account, money you don't even have to worry about paying. And the cool thing, too, is when they did Best Ball Mania last year, too, they encourage you to go and make your picks and selections and everything you want to do early on in the season. Last year, one of their winners started doing their drafts, uh, I believe, in June and ended up winning $2 million. So uh, make sure you go to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code Pewter to uh, get free money in your bank account right away. Start these draft picks. Like I said, we'll be having different Pewter Report leagues as the season gets going and they have long-term season drafts where you pick a team, you set it and forget it, and you just get it going right away and keep it moving. And they do a weekly and daily fantasy as well, too, if you're interested in that. You can go, all right, week seven, I feel good about this player in particular. I'm going to make sure I draft them in my weekly and daily fantasy. So go to underdogfantasy.com, use the promo code Pewter, and check out all the fun games and prizes that they have. Again, $10 million. Why not take a chance with that? It's 10 million dollars i don't know about you guys i could use 10 milli yeah. absolutely absolutely I can definitely I, uh, use 10 yeah i actually won one of those pewter report leagues last year and i plan on defending my title there you go i plan on defending my title yeah i just get nervous my gambling skills are are abysmal. Uh, but i will say that i have done some pretty decent confident comfortable little bets there and didn't lose my gas money or grocery money so there you go there you go it's nice to have it's nice to have a little something on the game a little something something just a little something by the way Especially, guys yeah i also see it in the comments thank you for the dedicated champa bay fans the lightning are up 1-0 heading into intermission so fingers Let's crossed go. the game where they maintain or they secure the W because they were the first team to score. That was the statistic until the other night. Well, so. Josh was talking about superstitions before, too. So now, Casey, I'm sorry, but I think you have to watch the rest of the game like this. The buck, uh, the Lightning scored. They're up one nothing. If you start <laughs> actually sitting luck. and watching the rest, if you start sitting and watching the rest of the game, I mean, uh, if Toronto comes back, it's kind of it on might me. be on me. I'm not gonna lie because I'm an absolute freak. First of all, I cannot sit down, so I'm just standing right here, like 
as if I'm going to be thrown in the game at any minute to like to help anybody. So my nerves are rattled. I can't sit pacing around the house, somewhat cooking, just doing a lot of things. So it's probably better when I'm here talking about bucks from a positive perspective and then they just get to win behind me and then we call it a day. I'd prefer that. As long that's as what playoff involved. Exactly. Yeah, that's what playoff season is all about. It's just stressing out and taking years off your life. But when they win, <laughs> it's it's absolutely Aging. it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Gosh, um, shout out to signing for Botox after this. <laughs> yeah, I need some shots in my forehead with my uh, <laughs> with my stress okay. levels. But uh just want to give a shout out to Salty Buccaneer. Thank you for the 499 super chat and Everyone in this, if you uh, send us a super chat, we'll make sure we get to it right away. So thank you very much, Salty Buccaneer. He says in all caps, CONFIDENCE! With a couple of exclamation points. <laughs> TB12 revenge season. Hashtag unfinished business with the 12 as the uh, the rest of the spelling there. You know, there's actually a lot of revenge games, not just for the Bucks, but for Bucks opponents. So, you know, as we talk about New Orleans, very much a revenge game for the Bucks. We all know that they beat them in the playoffs. But they don't like how how it went last year with losing, uh, you know, two games to them. The Rams, absolutely, unequivocally, and as I look at my TV on ESPN, Sean McVay, he's a very beautiful man. I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> but he's on my TV screen right now. My girlfriend calls him hot coach. He's like, oh, hot coach. There he is, you know. Um, but anyway, that, that's – Yeah, w- without question, the Rams are a um, – a revenge game. The Bucks have lost them in the regular season the last two years. Lost the heartbreaking, backbreaking, years off life playoff game, by the way, that the Bucks are able to come back from 27 3 just to lose uh, last minute. But then also, too, you know, it's kind of a revenge game for the Chiefs losing to the Bucks in the in the Super Bowl. And it's got to be a revenge game for the Packers, too, losing to the Bucks in, in the, uh, NFC Championship game two years ago. So oh, yeah. there's a lot of uh, a lot of vengeance going on <laughs> on both sides, whether you're the Bucks or opponents playing the Bucks. So, Josh, out of all these revenge games, is there one of them that uh, interests you the most out of all of them? Uh, it's got to be LA. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's the one that it, to see the Bucks come back from down so much in the first half mm-hmm. to get it so close and to be that one play away from sending it into overtime uh, in a playoffs that it featured a lot of overtime. Um, it would, I'd say that's the one that, you know, I'm circling it. I literally have circled <laughs> it. <laughs> it is circled. Yeah, that, that absolutely is. The, the other thing that I'll just kind of bring up and I'll, I'll let you bring it back to Casey for the, uh, the revenge game thing, but I'm looking through the schedule and you look at the Bucks defense going up against a lot of these offenses and there are so many games where it's strength on strength, right? So Todd Bowles, he, yes. he prides himself on, we're going to stop the run. And I'm just looking at so many of these, these games, you know, you, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Seattle, Cleveland, San Francisco, all of those teams that pride themselves on establishing the run and, and really creating their offense off of their running game. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's really exciting to see a lot of those matchups and hope that the Bucks' strength and run defense is going to be able to really neutralize what those teams build their offenses on. I think that's a really cool aspect of this. In, in, in a league that's so pass-first, you've got some of the best running teams and the teams that still pride themselves on we're going to establish the run and we're going to play off the run 
right on the Bucks' schedule. I think that plays right into the Bucks' defense. Damn, yeah, absolutely. Gosh. And it's funny because I, I was just looking at the schedule again. I'm starting to do my, uh, you know, this is a win. This is a loss. This is going to happen. This is not going to happen. And I think, and you make a really good point, but I, I think a lot of this season really hinges on what type of Buccaneers defense are we going to get? If it's the 2020 version of the Bucs and especially the the playoff version of the Bucs, I see no reason why they can't end up with, you know, a 13 and four type of record and play their best uh, against the good teams. But if we get the Bucs that we saw last year with a lot of, you know, a lot of moving parts, but not getting to the quarterback as much as they wanted to. And I think a lot of that too is what we saw with the struggles of JPP and the injuries and Joe Tryon Troyanka in year two and the injuries to the cornerbacks and just the, the hands off zone, getting beat underneath, but not letting up the deep ball, but letting, I mean, how many times last year did the Bucks make pedestrian quarterbacks look like pro bowl quarterbacks <laughs> that earned the pro bowl nomination and weren't just like the seventh alternate. Cause no one else wanted to play. I mean, not so many times the Washington game alone, the Trevor Simeon oh, game. Gosh. So yeah. oh. just like if, if we get that type of bucks defense, this bucks are still going to be good. Don't get me wrong, but I can see that being more of a, you know, a 10 and seven, but I'm not saying the bucks are going to go 10 and seven, but I can see the Bucs only getting 10 or 11 wins if they get that style of defense, given the difficulty of the schedule. But again, if you get the 2020 defense, and I think we will get a bounce back too, whether it's because mm-hmm. Bowles is the head coach and the players are just going to be a little more fired up, whether it's because hopefully, praise be to Godwin, I know he's an offensive player, but hopefully you get healthy <laughs> on the defensive side yeah, um, with it, with secondary and with trying to letting, you know, Letting, letting it fly, spreading his wings, being able to be a full-time outside linebacker, not worrying about having to, you know, to share all of that. I, I think if they get back to just being healthy and playing their game and not trying to do too much and maybe an improved Devin White type of season, I think the sky's the limit for the Bucs if they get that type of defense. It's a big if, but I think all the parallels are there for a bounce-back year for the Bucks defense. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I love a lot of the defensive additions that they made, and I think that that can complement this current group. and And it's going to be a really fun season for, um, for the Bucks defense. I definitely think that's to come. Oh yeah, I would say it's it's hard not to agree with Josh, especially with the Rams. And you know, I definitely look forward to them getting an opportunity to redeem themselves against the Rams because the Rams have just had such ownership over them for a little too long. Uh, but with that said, I just it was there was way too many winnable opportunities versus the Saints. And then Matt said something that just kind of struck a nerve in me. As somebody who grew up in Tampa Bay watching the Bucks, it just it just hit my heart a little too close to home. The fact that they allowed Trevor and even Jameis Winston, and I'm not under I'm not lowballing Jameis Winston. He had his moments. The only issue with Winston is that he had an equal level of negatives going against his positives, you know, but the potential is there. But the fact that they made the Saints who were really just kind of gritting by look so good for no reason made me physically sick as a Bucks fan. Like <laughs> I need them to correct that situation. I need them to embarrass the Saints and they have the capability of doing so. And someone in the comments said this uh, a minute ago, but 
they actually do have quite a winnable schedule here. Not trying to be over enthusiastic, not, not leading with my heart over my head. It's very winnable. The problem is, like we talked about a couple minutes ago, that they have a tendency to rise to or rise below to the occasion of the mm -hmm. team that they're playing with. Number one, the talent is there. It's going to be the scheme. It's going to be, you know, their game plan coming against these guys. And if it's been two hefty years of learning something, it's learning how to properly scheme against certain opponents and not shooting yourself in the foot. Like, stop playing against yourself and see what you're actually capable of. And I really want to see them bring it to the saints this season, regardless of the draft picks, regardless of the health of any of the players returning and regardless of the vets that they have on that team. Cause the bucks really kind of have that much more. What does the DJ Kyle said? He says like, congratulations, you played yourself. I think that yeah. happened a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think that happened a lot with the bucks last year, but what I was saying before about, uh, well, Hey, look at this and this plays to its potential. Then it really could be an issue. But also, too, if you look on the flip side, like, okay, these teams might be good, but they're not that good. I mean, again, mm -hmm. you look at you look at the 49ers, and that's a big if if Trey Lance is really going to be good. You look at the Christmas night game against the Cardinals, like Kyler Murray was not a very happy camper in this offseason, and he's a player that gets like extremely rattled too if if things aren't really going his way. The Rams, you know, they lost some big pieces. Like, Odell's not going to be there. I, I know they replaced him, but, you know, they lost their starting offensive tackle, too, Andrew, Andrew Whitworth. He, you know, he retired. So, mm -hmm. and you always hear about the Super Bowl hangover. The Bucs didn't necessarily have that, too. But, again, Tom Brady is always the exception to the rule. So, I yeah. could see that, you know, happening to the Rams. Uh, we talked about the Cowboys. The Seahawks aren't that good. Bengals, too, they are one of those teams, like those stereotypical teams that just – they were the right place, right time. They just got on this this great run, and it got them all the way to the Super Bowl. I just don't see that happening again for them. I love Joe Burrow. He's awesome. He's really cool. We'll get to him. We'll deal with him when, when that season comes up. But I think there's a lot of games where, yeah, if they're at their best, it could be an issue. Even Lamar Jackson, for as good as Lamar Jackson can be, he's got some flaws too. And if he tries to create you know, his own play sometimes and it goes off the rails – there's a lot of good Lamar Jackson, but there's a lot of beatable moments for Lamar Jackson as well, too. Uh, mm -hmm. Josh, I want to get your uh, overall prediction on the season in a minute because then we're going to bring back on JC. But yep. first, as we're talking about the wins and losses of the season, uh, one great place that you can go to bet on the over-under on season wins for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be my bookie. Now, folks, my bookie has been a longtime sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. And uh, even though it's not football season right now, there are a lot of different things that you could bet on, such as the AT&T Byron Nelson. That's a golf tournament that actually started today. But you can still bet on the winner. You can bet on things like this golfer against that golfer who's going to uh, beat the person on that day. You can bet on that. And you can bet a lot on baseball, too. Uh, you know, it's 162 games of the baseball season. It could feel like a grind to watch, but you can put that excitement back into it in each and every game with my bookie. There's run lines. There's money lines. There's a ton of different props. My favorite prop of all time is first inning, no runs. You just bet neither team's going to score in the first inning. You watch that first inning, bam, you're good to go. You got money in your pocket. Uh, getting started is very simple. Uh, you can deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use the promo code PEWTER to claim a MyBookie deposit 
bonus. Uh, whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Uh, go ahead and sign up today using promo code Pewter to secu- secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to 1000 buckaroos. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Again, that is MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code Pewter and get some free money in that bank account to bet on stuff like the Lightning to win the series or, you know, maybe hopefully the Penguins beat the uh, the Rangers tomorrow and we get done with them. Or put in a future prop bet for the Bucks to win the Super Bowl because odds are that's probably going to happen. Well, all right. I'm glad Josh, you said yeah, that. Yeah, I want to get want to get your thoughts. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. There are there are a couple things you noted there, and then I'll, I'll get to my prediction. But um, you had just said that the futures bet on the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. I'm glad that the Bucks are in Arizona on Christmas night because it gives them an opportunity to check out the digs before they go and play the Super Bowl there later in the season. So it's <laughs> a nice get ready for this um, just a few weeks before the Super Bowl. Um, you had mentioned Cincinnati. I think you might be selling them a little short because, yes, they made the Super Bowl. Yes, they were a flawed team, but no team attacked their flaws, I think, as well as Cincinnati did. Um, you know, that offensive line was a sieve, and they went and they patched it up. Uh, former Buck, Alex Kappa going over there. And then you brought up Baltimore and, and Lamar. Who's he going to throw to? You know, they got rid of his number one receiver, and they didn't really replace him. So they're yeah. banking on Rashad Bateman to take a really big step, step up. Um, so with all of that said, I know you said you wanted my prediction and then you're going to get JC back on here. Um, so I went through the schedule. I am an optimist by nature. So I hope Bucks fans, uh, <laughs> like my prediction. Um, I've got them at 13 and four. So uh, okay. I see a loss in week two at new Orleans, but then they go on five wins straight after that to make them six and one before they lose in Baltimore, lose in Cincinnati and lose in San Francisco. I, I highlighted all the losses, but that's to say there are 13 other games that they win. So I've got yeah. them 13 and four, <laughs> easily taking the NFC South, potentially even with the one seed in the NFC, meaning that the the Super Bowl for the for the NFC runs through Tampa Bay. That's the way I see it. I like it. You are a very optimistic guy, but it's good to have optimism and positivity in this world. There's a lot of negative. There's a lot of negative people out there, and I just won't stand for it. All right, the Bucks are a good team. Right, they're going to win a lot of games this year. They're most likely going to win the division. I'm not going to 100% say that because I'm actually a little higher on the Saints, and I think most people are. I understand the struggles that they've had on offense, and no one believes in James Winston. I don't totally believe in James Winston too, but. Saints did a good job last year when James was playing. They definitely limited him almost to a point. He was kind of like neutered at times, but nonetheless, the Saints went, I believe, five and two with them. They relied on just defense winning it all, not turning the ball over and creating a lot of turnovers. I remember that game against New England. Like they only beat the Patriots because they just kept forcing turnovers and they got like a big play on special teams. I think if the Saints stick to that formula, they obviously have had the Bucks number. I don't necessarily see that changing a ton in terms of the Bucks offense just figuring out the Saints defense and putting up 30, 40 points against them. I'm not saying I can still see the Bucks beating the Saints in the regular season, but I think the Saints are going to be more of a contender than most of us believe. And I understand Jameis is what it is, and Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm just saying it's going to be more competitive than uh, most people 
believe uh, that it will be. Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show. You have been fantastic, awesome, and every other positive uh, <laughs> saying that you could that positive you could really way. give. You are the uh, man. Again, make sure you follow Josh. What's your what's your Twitter account? Uh, at Josh underscore Capo. So last name spelled a little weird. Q U E I P O. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so make sure you follow him there. <laughs> Check out all of his work on PeterReport.com because he's really had great articles. He's grinding the tape, and um, it, it's really been awesome. So thank you so much, my man, Thanks, as man. we uh, bring on JC here. JC, back in the building What's after up? publishing the uh, Buccaneers schedule release article. Uh, right. JC, want to get to your thoughts in just a moment, but I also wanted to remind – the pewter people watching this that yeah we're prime time tonight we're also going to be prime time tomorrow night because Ooh. it is the first day hey of Fox rookie minicamp that's right we're going to see the entire 2022 bucks draft class finally in tampa bay buccaneers uniforms we're gonna huh. see rashad white we're gonna see logan hall we're gonna see everyone else in between it's gonna be very fun to watch yes, see out on field no are just watching tape, watching videos, going on YouTube. We're going to be at the field watching these guys wait, perform. Wait. It's, going to be, it's going to be a great way to start, too, with Bucks rookie minicamp. Then we got OTAs the following week. And then in June, we got mandatory minicamp where we'll see Tom Brady and all the starters. Now, we've seen Tom Brady because, as JC put in a story yesterday, or uh, one of us on Peter Report wrote it, that uh, Tom Brady <laughs> has been uh, in the offseason program here in Tampa. But, uh, yeah, just want to make everyone aware we will be back again tomorrow at 7.30 to talk about everything that we saw from Buck's rookie minicamp. All right, JC, yeah. welcome back to the program. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys want to, because we've talked a lot about the schedule, what we like, what we don't like. I don't know if we just want to give our uh, schedule predictions, kind of like Josh Capo just did, or we could kind of go game by game, maybe not take, like, half an hour to do so but we can go game by game and kind of pick what we like what we don't like where we kind of think there's going to be wins and losses and things like that yeah i mean i i'm i'm down for i can't wait for tomorrow by the way i'm so yeah. excited to see these guys i want to know what numbers they're wearing too we know hall's supposedly wearing 90 signal the end of jpp but i want to know what numbers these guys are i can't wait for it but i mean i'm ready for both like i know I, i'm pretty locked in what i have the bucks going but i think going week by week having a short discussion and then putting a W or an L next to it as a consensus. That's fun too. Okay, cool. And everyone in the chat too, please uh, give your opinions as well too. I already see a lot of people, uh, you know, giving their thoughts, especially about that New Orleans game. Also want to give another shout out to Mr. Box nation, another dollar mm-hmm. 99 super chat. Second one of the day. Got to show some more support PR. Thank you again so much, my man. Hope to see you again soon. Last time I saw you was in Indy and we had an awesome time. So hopefully you'll be out at uh, some of the Bucks practices coming up. But thank you again, and make sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel, just like everyone here should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get those thumbs up. Helps out our algorithm. Thank you, everyone, for that. All right, first game of the season on the road. Sunday night football in Dallas. Jerry's world, as they say. I think it's going to be a win. I think this is an easier game than it was a season ago, even with Dak coming off of all the injuries. Yep. We talked about it, the, you know, the lack of playmakers on offense now for Dallas. Yeah, they got good running backs, but all the Bucs do is stop the run. So where are you going to beat the Bucs defense? 
I don't know. I'm picking the Bucks in this one. I got the Bucks with you too. I, yeah. You know, ratings is going to be a bonanza, but the Bucks are going to win. I got the yeah. Bucks as well, but what they cannot do is sit there and let the the Cowboys spread them out. Like it wasn't the Cowboys run game that destroyed them. It's the fact that it was those long balls down the field that just kept happening one after another, after another, after another. Again, just have the right game plan, please. And now they're not going to be at Raymond James Stadium. They're going to be in Texas, but I trust that the Bucks will pull it off. Yeah, and um, I think too, just over, just overall. I mean, the Bucks used to struggle with the primetime games, but it hasn't been the case, you know, lately. And I think winning the Super yeah, Bowl kind of proved that too. So I don't really have too many worries there. All right, week two at New Orleans. I'm at the point. I'm I'm done picking the Bucks against New Orleans until they prove it to me. So I'm picking the Saints, kind of like what I was just talking about before. But going to New Orleans has been a house of horrors there, and I just you got to prove me wrong. All right, I picked the Bucks a lot last year because they're defending Super Bowl champs. And to beat the man, you gotta to be the man. You gotta beat the man. I'm not saying New Orleans is the man, but they've had the Bucks numbers. So and, until they prove it, I'm picking New Orleans over the Bucks. See, I'm turning that around. They're getting the monkey off their back. Week two, they're going to beat the Saints. Not only beat them, they're going to beat them in their own stadium at the loud Superdome or Little Caesars Pizza, Little Caesars Casino, <laughs> whatever they want to call themselves nowadays. But, yeah, yeah. I, I got them, I got them exor- exercise the demons. <laughs> beat the Saints in New Orleans. In Nolans, I should say. Nola. I would love if JFC was right, but the fact that they came – to Raymond James Stadium and somehow pulled off a victory. I just have to go with an L for the first for the first meetup. I, I agree. They've got to they've got to bring hope back for me now. I will not bet against the Saints when it comes to the Bucks until they do better. Yeah, uh, Candace has come here. We need to be more efficient on early downs. No more first down off tackle runs. That's been mm-hmm. a point of contention over the last two years. As great as the Bucks offense has been, and it has been really damn good. You know. They were first in passing yards, second in points per game, and second in overall offensive yard. But sometimes they've gotten that slow start on first down. And when you're backed up second and seven, second and eight, you can get away with it against some teams, but not against a team like New Orleans. So I, I don't think don't, the Bucks right the wrongs uh, just yet. Don't, Going to week don't three. Don't ask Byron about that. Yeah. Don't ask no. about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, week three, home against the Packers, 425. Everything that we talked about, Packers offense, not as good. Um, Their defense is certainly formidable, but the Packers defense does not scare me. I don't think the Packers are going to. In Florida, too. Yeah, he does struggle in Florida. So I'll keep this one quick. I'm picking the Packers. uh, Sorry, I'm picking the Bucks over the Packers uh, in the home opener. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, agreed. Bucks take it. Yeah, I got, I got. I mean, between the Bucks' ability to move the football, their defense got better in the draft. Yeah, whatever. Roger struggles in Florida. Give me Bucks in this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got, uh, we, got them three and zero so far. Woo! Well, yeah, you uh, have Casey. Them yeah, Casey and I have them two and one, but that's all right. Yeah. Agree to disagree. If we all disagreed, then I don't know where's the fun in that. Uh, week four, <laughs> Sunday night football against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs take this one again. Bucks defense still going to be trying to figure themselves out just a little bit. Uh, I understand Tyreek Hill not there. This is a revenge game for the Chiefs. Their offense is still one of the best in the leagues because you got Mahomes there. And um, I just think this is one where the Chiefs extract a little revenge from the Bucs and win uh, in a primetime game. Yeah, I got Mahomes evening up the series against Brady 3-3. Bucs lose, drop this one. 
you know, probably a nail biter come down to the last minute type play. And uh, yeah, a little bit of a revenge, a little bit of a rematch. I think the Chiefs come out on top on this one. Yeah, I say solid game, but I think between the speed and Travis Kelsey and Mahomes that the Chiefs do just enough to win it. Okay, uh, weeks five, six, and seven, they play Atlanta, home against Atlanta, um, at the Steelers, and at Carolina. Does anyone have the Bucks losing any of those games? No, nah, that's a stretch that I think they should win and will win. Yeah, agreed. Right. Okay, so we're just going to mark those down as all wins. Bucks beating up on inferior opponents. Uh, shout out to Trustin here with the $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much. He says, with all the free agency moves, I see the Bucks 13-4. and four. It was a scary opponent list earlier before crazy trades, but I see us as a number one seed. Thoughts? Well, I think the great thing is that the Bucks are going to control their own destiny as far as getting the number one seed because – Who's going to be in contention for that? The Packers, the Rams, the 49ers, too. The West is pretty good outside of Seattle. These are all teams that the Bucs face. So if you get those wins against them, you're going to have the tiebreakers. And obviously, you got to win the other games on your schedule. Arizona as well, too. But they control their own destiny. So I think that they have a great chance to get the number one seed. And they're going to be able to do it on their own terms by beating these opponents that we've been talking about. And yes, a lot of the trades that have gone on, have really helped the Bucks. Like the Bucks, the trade they made was they got Shaq Mason in there and helped out the uh, you know the offensive line after they lost Kappa and, and Ali Marpet. Upgraded. Other teams, yeah, and Brady, of course. And other teams like the Packers, <laughs> they traded their best wide receivers. So I I do agree that it the trades this year has really benefited the Bucks, even with trades that they did make because everyone else around them seems like they got a little bit worse. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you look at the the teams that you just mentioned. It is Trey Lance starting? I mean, that's yeah. another. The Rams obviously <laughs> lost some key players. I mean, everyone lost key players while the Bucks replaced key players. You know, with good players and upgrades. And at some, I mean, obviously Ali Marpet, that loss is an upgrade. But everywhere else, you could say the Bucks upgraded from what they did, at least character wise, at wide receiver three. Yeah. <laughs> Character for the home stretch. It's going to count, so I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, the next game, I don't know if we'll all agree on this one, but Thursday night football against the Ravens. I have the Bucks winning. I think this is where, you know, they really start rounding into form, especially defense. I've talked a lot about the defense tonight, and I know the Ravens are tough, but I think if they can figure out Lamar Jackson and they don't let him scramble and get all over the place, I think this is where having a young Joe Tryon Shanka in his second year with his speed and size, I think he's going to be able to get Lamar Jackson and cause some issues for him. So uh, on a short week, when everything gets crazy, uh, with the Bucks being home as well too, I see them winning on Thursday night. Totally agree with that, especially because they're going to come off of a pretty big high slash victory from beating up on the Panthers. So yeah, mini bye. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it would be a tougher sell if they were, had a, a, a bigger opponent to, to present a challenge. But between what Carolina has to offer on the short week and then, you know, Baltimore hosting them at home, I think it's going to be a, a better sell and and them securing that W. Yeah, I got the I got the Ravens losing to the in this one as well. I just think there's too many question marks on offense. I know they've got a stable of running backs and a running back as a quarterback. I mean, a quarterback that can run the ball. Um, but there's still like too many question marks, you know, I, you know, I just, I just don't know about that offense and that defense has some aging stars. So I got that as a, as a dub too. Yeah. Next one, the big one against the LA Rams, 
Uh, the Bucks will have some extra time to prepare for them because they have that Thursday night game. Do they get the revenge against the Rams that they've been looking for for two seasons now? Casey, I'll start with you. Do the Bucks win this game? Okay, so the optimist, in, the optimist in me wants to say yes, not because like frou frou. Let's be so like yeah. unrealistic here. It's honestly because when you really do look at the the tough games last season, it really did come at a time where the Bucks were almost at their their biggest depletion. There were so many significant injuries at just the most inopportune times this past season. So already making excuses for injuries. Here we go. <laughs> I, but it's, it's, it's the truth. That's why I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm struggling to get it out because I'm like, somebody's going to tear Let's it. Say they're but taking an L just say it. No. As a win then I'm going to, well, no, actually I have them losing, but I think <laughs> if they're healthy and they're being sharp and they're not over blitzing and doing all the other stupidity that they did, I think they have a chance. They have a lot of great chances here, but let's think about it. The comeback that they had in playoffs, their roster was so depleted and you had guys that were forcing themselves to play through injuries that you tell were holding them back. If you have a healthy roster versus the Rams and a talented roster in the Bucs, the Bucs can win. I'm just tired of, of being the only cheerleader on that side. So I got to take it, put an L down for that. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I got them struggling to say it, but I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna not. I'm not. I think the Bucks are more talented roster from top to bottom. Yeah, you know, you look at some of the positions. Maybe you know, Jalen Ramsey's better than this. Person Cup's better than this. But I think the Bucks have a more talented roster. You know, the only question mark here comes into okay, they had that tough four game schedule. Then they still have, you know, they've got three opponents. And then Baltimore is going to be a physical game. Yeah, they have about a week and a half to rest up on that. But I just, I don't know if Bowles moving into a head coaching role is going to allow him to solve Sean McVay. That is the enigma to him because he just hasn't been able to. And it's, you know, I think it's going to be close. I don't think the Rams are going to come in and blow out or anything like that. But I think the Bucks find an L right here and take their second L of the season. And it's against, again, top-notch competition with the Super Bowl champions and Kansas City Chiefs who they face in the Super Bowl 2 zero. So, I think this is one where Tampa Bay finally gets over the hump and beats the Rams in, a, in an important game. I think the Bucs are going to treat this one where it's more than just your typical regular season game. Maybe not, you know, it's a measuring stick game not for a Super sure. Bowl, but like exactly, not necessarily a playoff game, but more than a regular season game. This is the team that has beat them multiple times. Mike Evans has talked a ton about how he wanted to play the Rams in 2020 because at the Rams beat them in Tampa. Got that chance last year, and I think the way that the Bucks came back making splash plays with so many people injured, like I know Levante David played, but he clearly was not 100%. Uh, Chris Godwin obviously did not play in that game. I think this is finally the time where the Bucks turn that corner against the Rams because they've beaten a lot of good teams and uh, and get that win. All right. After that is when they go international. Uh, international love Ooh, as uh, – was that Tayo Cruz? <laughs> um, I, I see them being the Seahawks. What's up? Darvina Schnitzel? It means uh, the hot dog stand. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I see them beating the Seahawks. Yeah. Bolts up 2 0, shorthanded goal by Anthony Sorelli, and I called him having a hot night. Let's go. Casey. Oh, oh, great call. Great call. Go to uh, <laughs> go to my bookie and place a prop bet on that. 
for your next call for game <laughs> seven after the Lightning win this game. Um, but yeah, I, I see the Bucs beating also the Seahawks up in Germany. Yeah, I see the Seahawks beating, uh, losing to the Bucs uh, in Germany. They don't have a quarterback. They're obviously, uh, you know, revamping the entire roster. I think this is going to be a nice trip overseas for the Bucs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that one, especially because the Seahawks – how I mean, tell me if I'm standing on an island alone here, but how many of us watched like the Seahawks trades, the free agency conversations, and then the draft and just kind of be like, so guys, what are you doing over there out west? What's the what's the plan here? Do, do something. What's what what's the yeah, vibe over there? We're just trying to figure you guys out a little bit more and we still have no freaking clue. And mind you guys, I it's very hard for me to talk bad against the Seahawks. A, because my brother played for them for 10 seconds, and B. I'm a big Pete Carroll fan, but outside of that, what is going on over there? I think the Bucks go to Germany, have a lot of beer, come home with a W under their belt, go into a bye week to really just be like, heck yeah, we did that, and we went to Europe for a hot second, and then transition into the next best point of the season. That's going to be a nice little stepping stool. Yeah, it's a, I think that's a nice nice W there. You know, it's one of the teams where they were actually awarded marketing purposes rights there back in December, so... You know, a nice dub there for the Bucks is going to, you know, en- enamor that fan base and help them sell some merchandise. <laughs> on, a, on a side note, I went to a Seahawks training camp, uh, I don't know, two or three years ago. It was a lovely area, so definitely would like to get back <laughs> over there. All right, uh, next week they have a bye, and then after that they play the Cleveland Browns. Casey, I want to get your thoughts first about this game. Do the Bucks continue their winning streak? Oh, yeah. The Browns are a dumpster fire. I, I like what <laughs> if they think that Deshaun Watson's <laughs> going to put on a cape and rescue that team? How many times have they put their entire hope into the quarterback situation and thought that it was going to change the city? It, no, he's not LeBron James. This is a whole different scenario. They need to relax over there. I think the Bucks take it. And um, I think that <laughs> the Browns hopefully eventually learn a, a lofty lesson. computer group that i did um one of you boys if not all of you guys asked me earlier today what i was my hopes for the lightning game and i was like i med- meditate prayer sage candle yeah. all the things <laughs> I'm dedicated. hey everyone's got to be all in it's the playoffs you have to be all in do do what you need to do for the team to to help uh, jason your thoughts possible. on that game yeah. yeah, I think the Bucs will. I mean, I think, you know, Deshaun Watson, they'll get in that gear. They've got a good quarterback uh, now, obviously. They've got some talented weapons around him. I think, you know, they're not done adding to the wide receiver position. Who that is, we'll see. They've got a competent head coach. Um, they just didn't have a great quarterback. And, you know, Deshaun Watson went healthy and when able to play the game is the top five quarterback in the league. He's that good. He just makes things happen. So, you know, I, I can see that being a challenging game. They're probably bringing that clowny. They're going to have a good defense. They drafted a cornerback early. So they add to that room. And they also obviously have Miles Garrett is just an animal. So, uh, you know, it could be a tough matchup, but Bucks win. Yeah, uh, we'll see with that one. I, I think the Bucks are going to win. It's going to be like a bit of a grimy type of game, though. Like they're coming off a bye, might not have all of their wits about them. But we don't know what's going to be up with Deshaun Watson if he's even going to be playing. Like he could be suspended. We don't know what's going on with that yet. And even if he does play, Cleveland loves to run the ball with Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is great. I had him on my fantasy team the past couple of years, so he's done really well. But again. What does Tampa Bay do best on defense? They stop the run. So I don't think that'll be an issue for the Bucs. They win that game. 
Uh, moving on to the next week, that is they play New Orleans, I believe. Um, a Monday Night Football home game. They seem to always play the Saints when it's a home game for the Bucs. It seems to always be on national TV and it seems to always go horribly for the Bucs. Uh, JC, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, does the Bucs make it 2 and Well, you had them winning in week two. So do the Bucs, for you, go 2-0 and beating the uh, beating the Saints? Well, as you so eloquently put it, it will go horribly again. <laughs> I have the Saints beating the Bucks in this one. I didn't have them. I had them getting it off their off their back, so it wasn't something that would stay in the back of their mind. You know, after after defeat, uh, going into that Green Bay pack, you go on a high. That's right. We beat them. You know, we broke that seven straight game regular season win win streak against them. But then I have them coming back around Monday night football after I think a grimy match, like you said, against the Browns is is going to be an L for them. And uh, unfortunately, that will be their third loss of the season. If you're counting my losses. Okay, honey. (sighs) I'm still struggling to bet against the Saints. Um... We're going to swept this year. They I mean, they've gotten swept the last two years. It's not like exactly. Most they showed up to Raymond James Stadium this past season and did not let. They embarrassed the Bucks. They've got what two field goals or three field goals? What was it? Nine and zero. Like they couldn't even get <laughs> yeah. a field goal yeah. on the scoreboard in their own home territory. I was devastated. I don't know how to sit here and say that the Bucks are going to like. Come on, it's New Orleans. There's just some kind of juju going on. I am hoping. I want to be wrong. Prove me wrong. That's all I'm asking for. But as for now, especially if it comes to betting, Ooh. no. I I agree. I agree with your sentiment of prove me wrong because I I've said that uh, about other games on this schedule earlier, including Week Two at New Orleans. But I this is the last time I'm picking the Bucks to beat the Saints <laughs> in Tampa. If the Bucks lose to the Saints in Tampa again this year. I am not picking them to beat the Saints for at least the next four years. All right. <laughs> for at least the next for at least for the next four years. But I think everything I said about the Browns game where it's going to be sloppy, grimy, they're not really going to have everything together. They're going to escape with the win against the Browns and then put it all together against the Saints. Because again, they they're going to learn from the week two. They're going to have the tape. I think Todd Bowles is going to have something dialed up for Jameis or whoever's going to be the quarterback at that point. And I think the Bucks offense, again, with all the talent that they have, I know they struggled in the past. I'm just going to chalk it up to shock and awe of Chris Godwin getting hurt in last year's game in Tampa. I think if the Bucs are fully healthy there on offense, they might not reach a 30-point threshold, but I think they'll score enough and not turn the ball over. That's been the key against the Saints. Whenever they turn the ball over, they lose. That playoff game, they were getting the turnovers, and that's why they won. I think they right. win the turnover battle, and they beat the Saints in Week 13 which then moves on to week 14, heading out west to San Fran to play uh, Buccaneer, Ring of Honor member, and Hall of Famer John Lynch, the GM of the 49ers. Uh, They go out there. Kay Huddy, I will start with you on this one. Do the Bucs beat the 49ers on the road? I think so. For some reason, there's just there's just this wayward inconsistency with the 49ers while they have strong players and they 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 you know won great games this previous season. I think they're just kind of another team that the there's puzzle pieces missing, and I think the Bucks talent wise have an opportunity to exploit those 
those missing factors on their team. Um, so, like I said, for some reason, the Bucks just pull off these amazing performances against pretty decent teams. And I do put the 49ers in a category to be a pretty decent team. Um, but they just, if they lose, they really just do it to themselves. So I'll, I'll take them for a W versus the 49ers out West, JC? West Coast. West Coast, yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, it's cross country trip, so those things definitely play into, to, you know, in, into it. And it's also going to be coming off a tough game against this, the Saints, technically on a short week because they're playing Monday night and then they're playing again on Sunday. So, you know, I still think the Bucks get it done at this point. We're talking what week four, thirteen right now, right? Week fourteen. Uh, yeah, week week yeah. Uh, fourteen will be forty. Trey Lance 49ers. is starting. Trey Lance is starting at that point. And the Bucs are going to – I have six sacks in that game, two interceptions. Rack it up right now. Bucks win easy and just destroy Trey Lance's confidence of ever being a starting quarterback again. Hey, good for Richard. He Ooh. said uh, he's from L.A. and he just bought his ticks for Bucks at Cardinals. LFG. Hey, awesome. So That'll be a this fun game, game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this game, I am actually going to equate – Bucks going to 49ers. Now, remember, it's a, it's a Monday night game against the Saints, so it's a short week, and you're going all the way out west. I think this is going to be the Bucks washington game from last year when everyone had them beating Washington, and they just came out flat, did you know, did not do their job, and they ended up losing. I think this will happen to the Bucks this year. They usually have one game a year where they should win, and they just, for whatever reason, things don't yeah. go their way. 49ers are still a good team. They have to figure out the quarterback situation, but that defense is still nasty, and I think going on a short week out west is going to hurt the Bucs. Even it's going to hurt, too, because that was Tom Brady's team growing up. So, sorry, Tom, but it'll it'll all work out for the best. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's start to wrap it up a little bit here. Week 15, home against the Bengals. Kay Huddy, thoughts on the Bengals? If the Bucs don't win this one, I would just be very irritated, to be honest. So, yes, I get they were in the Super Bowl. Um, I I am a Joe Burrow fan. I think that he's going to continue to progress in this league. But here's the thing. There's rosters out there where they have a couple key players, and then there's rosters like the Bucs where they have multiple significant players. If you cannot come together and pull off a victory versus a team like that, then you have reevaluating to do. Um, so I think that they do that. I also think that they just kind of build some momentum throughout the season and have this hunger about them to redeem themselves from, you know, tapping out of playoffs. I don't think that it was their time to, to fall out of the playoffs this previous season. I think it was just between injuries and, and drama and just so much adversity and outside factors playing into what they had going on. I think that Todd Bowles is going to switch some things up now wearing the head coach hat versus the DC hat. I think he learned and swallowed some big pills this previous season. So I think the Bengals will actually be a pretty quality game to see a whole different Bucks team surge. I don't want to say resurge, but just surge. Yeah, I think the Bengals are prime suspects for one of those Super Bowl hangovers. I don't think five and eleven Super Bowl hangover, but I can easily see them nine and you know, whatever, nine and eight, nine and Seven, I guess it would yeah, be nine, nine and eight. eight. Yeah, I still, yeah, I still like do eight, the math yeah. as a, I still do the math <laughs> as a sixteen to. game schedule, and it's like you're literally just adding one number, but it's still like kind of confusing. So, right, right. Yeah, I think I like nine, nine and eight, and seven, maybe ten and seven. Something oh yeah, like nine that. and eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this <laughs> no, is I'm a win. Yeah, yeah. I have the Bucks bouncing back. I, I, as much as I like the Bengals and everything, I, I do think they're not gonna 
do as well as they they did the, the year before. So I, I see the Bucks taking this one. Um, I know the Bengals improve their offensive line, but I don't know. I still think the, the Bucks will be able to take advantage of it a little bit. All right, uh, moving on. Bucks week sixteen go out west again. On uh, yeah, on Christmas playing the Cardinals. Um, JP, I guess we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, I, I this is an interesting game. It's a Christmas game. It's you know prime time. You just faced a tough opponent, probably in the Bengals. Uh, but I think the Bucks come out of here and Brady gives you something, you know, in your stocking, a little extra Christmas gift, and they get it done. Uh, but I think it could be a good game. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be back, but the question there is, Kyler Murray, how is he going to progress? How is he yeah. going to take control of that locker room? They have some pieces on the defense. They have some pieces in the offense, but is it fully put together? I'm not sure yet. Rondell Moore's progression is going to be a big part of that offense too, especially with with uh, Hopkins out for a while. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. But I got the Bucks pulling it off a Christmas gift for you guys and, and a win right there. I couldn't say it any better than JC just did. Another one of those teams that just they have pieces, but we don't know what the whole puzzle is going to look like and if they're going to be as effective. And I actually like the Cardinals. So I say that the Bucks collected a, a Christmas gift to their fans with a W and, and bring that back home. I think we're going to be a little bit upset on Christmas. I have the Cardinals winning this one. Um, I just think if, if Kyler, if Kyler is, is a happy Kyler, um, he can do some things that will just give the Bucks a ton of headaches, even though the Bucks have speed and obviously height along the defensive line, especially with Logan Hall, getting those hands up, trying to, uh, to block some, uh, some Kyler Murray passes like Shaq in the paint or Dikembe Mutombo, but Shaq has four titles. So I'll say Shaq first. I love Shaq. Um, but yeah, I, I see just the unique type of gadget offense that the Cardinals like run causing some issues for the Bucks and uh Cardinals win this one uh unfortunately uh for the Bucks it has to be on Christmas but again they'll get that gift in January and and February when they go to the Super Bowl all right uh <laughs> last two games on the schedule are the Panthers and the Falcons I see the Bucks winning both of them because they have Tom Brady and they have a stacked team and both uh, both teams have quarterback issues. The Panthers and the Falcons they have quarterback issues and just aren't as talented as the Bucs. So I see the Bucs taking care of business in those last two games. Uh, Casey? Taking care of business. Every day. Every day. Last two day, The last two games. Um, yeah. yeah. Panthers, eh, Falcons. I know the Falcons might present a little bit of a challenge, but I, I feel like uh, Russell Gage, that's his name, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. There's the new names are just throwing me. I want to call everybody Logan. I just I'm gonna get it. Call Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, like Nicholas Cage, right? The wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. It's just all throwing me for a loop right now. But Russell, new guy. Hello, new fella. I feel like every player wants an opportunity to show up and go off versus their previous team. Um, so even though it might not be the first game that they face off with each other earlier in the season. I think that one of those two games, he's just going to go ham and why not do it at, you know, Falcon stadium versus your old team. I think that they close out on a high note and, um, you know, get ready for playoffs redemption. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I got a split decision here. I think they win the next week at home against Carolina. But I think at this point, they're sitting there at the schedule. They've got three, only three losses that I have them right now. So they're sitting at 13-3, and three, and they probably have number one seed maybe locked up or maybe you know in contention for that number one seed. 
and they say maybe they've at, maybe they've got some injuries. They say Blaine, you're going in, or maybe Brady starts it, but then mm-hmm. Blaine goes in right away. Okay. You get some reps maybe for Kyle Trask, and I think you kind of pull back some of your key starters just to avoid injuries going into the playoffs because you know what it went like to what it was like to go into the playoffs with injuries last season. Although they didn't happen in the last two games, you still had people recovering. So maybe you give them that extra week, even if you fall to the second seed and don't get the bye, whatever, you're giving those veteran guys an extra week to make sure they're rested and well-prepared. And the Bucks dropped the game, maybe on the hands of Kyle Trask, maybe on the hands of Blaine Gabbard. I don't know, but I've, that's where I've got the losses. You always get those weird losses in interdivision too. Like, you know, right. you just be like, oh, we lost to, you know, the Jets. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the Bucks are going to be hoping. The Bucks are going to be hoping that Blaine Gabbert plays that Week 18 game because hopefully it's a game that doesn't really mean anything for them. Hopefully they have the number one seed locked up, or they they have a, a seeding position where they know they can't move up or down. So we get some Blaine, and Scott gets happy, and we'd be happy yeah. as well too. So uh, after looking at it all, I have them 13 and four. JC, I think you have them 13 and four as well. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Casey, you have them. Right around that, too, I think. Yeah, 13 yeah. four. I mean, realistically, I would maybe take more of a 12-5 approach just okay. until well, yeah, we'll say 12, We'll say 12-5 and because Josh Kippo also had them 13-4. and four. So we gotta yeah. have, we can't all have 13-4. and four. So uh, oh, we can. 13-4 for me, 13-4 for JC, and 12-5 and five for uh, Casey. So and I don't that think any of us had the same losses. Like, all three of us agreed on. No, yeah, we definitely, we definitely had different losses. So, yeah. Um, that's yeah. Differences yep. of opinion, I think, is good at times. And um, yeah. that's kind of yeah. Sure. Okay, thirteen and three. I was just like doing the math of what they would be going into week. Right. 18. Yeah. Still in a thirteen and four, Candace. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, can't just a reminder. A reminder for everyone here as we wrap up this show right now. Uh, please make sure that you're subscribing to Peter Report TV. Hit the like button because it helps out with algorithm. And I really appreciate everyone that stuck with us. We're going on an hour and 40 minutes. So thank you to Casey and JC for coming on the show as well and staying as long as you have, especially with the Lightning uh, playing in a uh, extremely, extremely crucial uh, playoff game right two, now. 2 2 right now. Eek. Yeah, they let the leaves freaking tie it up again. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Could well, we'll make sure we get off so right everyone, we'll make sure so everyone can go and watch the rest of the game. Just a reminder again, tomorrow, 7 30, we'll be back for the Peter Report podcast, uh, analyzing, breaking down everything that we saw from day one of Bucks rookie minicamp that goes on tomorrow. So Friday, 7 30, prime time again. We'll be back here. So for. K. Huddy, Casey Hudson, for J.C. Allen, I'm Matt Matera saying thank you, everybody, for watching, and we will catch you tomorrow night at 7.30 for a primetime edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out! Out!